Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's talk about sex. Good sex. <laughs> you know what that is for me? That's when my guy comes at the same time I do. That's right. That's the top of the mountain for me. But it rarely happens, and that's because there is an orgasm gap. Women take a little bit longer to come than guys, but that's okay because there is a solution and that's Promescence Delay Spray. Their delay spray is clinically proven to make you last longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer in bed. And that's because it's not gonna totally numb you out and it doesn't transfer to your partner. And for your partner, I love their warming gel. They have a whole line of women's products they also sell lube and condoms. They have everything you need for a really hot night of SEX. Not only do I recommend them, 2,000 medical professionals recommend them too. So what are you waiting for? Go get yourself some Promescent. Go to promescent.com slash strictly anon. That's promescent.com slash strictly anon to get all your Promescent products. They have free shipping. They have a 60-day money-back guarantee and your package is, of course, going to arrive discreetly, so no one's going to know what you bought. That's promescent.com slash strictly anon, or just go to the description and click on the link. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. That's at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, if you want to be on the show, this is called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices. So if you have an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous, you could be on the show. I change everybody's voices. You could go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or just send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to call my advice hotline, not my advice hotline, my confessions hotline, because you have like a naughty confession that you want to leave. While remaining anonymous, I changed the voices for my confessions too, and I air them all on my Patreon. The confessions number to call is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I don't answer it. Don't text me there. Like I said, those are aired on my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. The links to everything and all the information I just gave you is in the description. Now, today I have on Casey. Casey has been on my show many times before. She's always good for a hot story. She is super hardcore. We just heard from her husband, Jason. He was the guy that was a single guy in the lifestyle. They were both single people in the lifestyle before they met each other. Uh, they couldn't have been they're They're perfectly well suited. You heard his whole backstory in his last episode. Uh, Casey called in before and gave her backstory. What she called in today to talk about was the Bukaki gangbang birthday party she had for herself <laughs> or birthday present she set up for herself because her husband in his episode touched upon it. I'm like, oh my God, I have to have her come on and give all the details. And when she came on, she was like, yeah, he left out a lot. And so she started with why they even wound up at an adult theater. This wasn't the time that they filmed like the Gupukaki gangbang thing was not the first time. They went another time before that. They were really looking to up their game. They've kind of been there, done that. So they decided to go to an adult theater. They didn't know what to expect. They did a little research, found a place and went 
the first night just to have fun and get like the lay of the land. And she talks about that night before she gets into the whole Bukaki gangbang. She talks about that first night that she uh, went and what went down. And it was very hardcore. She explains exactly what was going on in that theater. She kind of digs seedy places and fucking strangers. So it was all good for her. And she's a very much an exhibitionist. So she found a place where there was a spotlight and she got it on and did tons of guys. I think it was like three hours, 30 guys, she says. So you got to listen. Uh, she gets very specific about what went down. You know, she loves come. She did a whole episode for me of why, why she loves. Uh, she has a come fetish. She could go listen to that. But she talks about all the coming that was done on her on this one. It's very hardcore. And then after that night, she did set up her whole 41st birthday Bukaki gangbang that they filmed. Her husband, I said, talked about that a little bit on his episode. She explained even more about what went down on this one. You know, there's a lot of couples that showed up to watch her. She put a shout out about what was going down. And a lot of people showed up. She taped it. Uh, she does all of this stuff because she loves having sex. She never made a dime off of this. She was always living in the lifestyle, doing all this stuff for nothing. And she just kind of turned everything into like an OnlyFans account. So she has all that set up and she does talk about it. But what's great about her is she's like the real deal. She loves doing this shit because she just loves having sex more so than anyone but what she does reveal on this episode that I was very shocked and you're going to be shocked about is that she uh, had never watched porn in her life even though now she's making porn and selling it you know that bukkake is something that she's putting together to sell she also had never masturbated until like a year before we get into that whole story because that was like you know super interesting to me so we talk a little bit about Casey before she became Casey uh, and what's interesting is she was very much like on the opposite end of the spectrum. She lives in those worlds. You know, she's hardcore. She's either one way or the fucking complete opposite. <laughs> so we hear a little bit about that towards the end. And then we talk about uh, what she's going to do next. So you're going to want to go to her website, CaseyDonatello.com to stay in the know because she will be having another Bukaki gangbang experience this time at a bookstore theater kind of like adult amusement park kind of a place where there's all kinds of things going on that's what's coming up next like I said go to her website to get in the know the link is in the description but now we're going to get into the details I'm going to be right back on with Casey this is the strictly anonymous podcast oh uh, hi Casey welcome back one of my regulars. <laughs> Hello again. Hello. Listen, I, I you've been on my show before. Now, if people want to don't know about Casey, the infamous Casey. They need to go listen to your other podcast episodes because you give your whole backstory and everything. Um, but the reason why I'm having you back on is because I recently had your husband on. And what was so interesting about his story is he was a single guy navigating the lifestyle way before he met you. And then you guys were two single people that wound up meeting in the lifestyle, which was a very interesting story um, from his perspective. Uh, you know, because I don't think that it's very common that a single guy is that successful in the lifestyle, whatever. So if people want to go hear his episode, they could go here. But what he left off on and which I, what I didn't know about was that for your birthday or something like you had some sort of big bukkake gangbang thing that you had and you know he touched a little bit upon it it was interesting he talked about how you set everything up with the bracelets and all that stuff but I'm like I gotta get Casey on to tell the whole story with all her details and everything and then I'm sure you have 10 more stories to share <laughs> but you know what was it is it right to call it a bukkake gangbang or I don't know what's the right term yeah <laughs> and he actually he left out a lot of information because that was the second time that we had gone there so oh. it all it all started we have been you know once you do stuff in the lifestyle stuff gets boring so even though we're used to playing with multiple guys it it starts to get very routine and boring sometimes not just for me but also for him watching you know you get used to stuff and you want to see more and more and bigger and better so he had been <laughs> yeah. talking about going to an adult theater and I have never been to one either. 
And it's funny because when we first met, he'd be like, oh, you've done everything. There's nothing new we're going to get to do together, you know. And I said to him, listen, I said, there's always something new. We just have to be adventurous and find stuff. But, it, you know, there's always something crazy to, to try together. Yeah, so, why don't you guys just try missionary sex? <laughs> 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 that would be fucked up for you guys. You know, that would be yeah, like right? the hottest thing you could do because it's so not normal. <laughs> so I've been to a bunch of clubs, you know, in the past and stuff, but I've never been to an adult theater and neither has he. So we went online and we found a couple that are all within like a few hours from us. Nothing is close to us, of course. So we just started doing some research and seeing what they're like, where they're located, the reviews on them. We spoke to people, you know, on different sites and forums because we like to do research, especially him. He always likes to know what we're getting into. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it is a movie theater. And oh, really? Is that how it's set it's up? Literally, like- it's literally a movie theater that plays porn movies and then you have sex in the movie theater. So it's it like blows my mind that that actually exists. Yeah, but let me ask you this. How is it laid out? Is it kind of like a speakeasy where you walk in and there is an adult bookstore first and then you walk through a door and in the back is a movie theater or is it a movie theater? You walk in, there's popcorn, there's popcorn and shit. And then you walk in and there's a movie theater. (laughs) Yeah, literally you walk in, there's a guy like, you know, a cashier, there's candy and sodas and stuff. And then you walk in the main door and it's just the theater. There's nothing oh, else. Wow. And now I, in my head, I thought there was going to be like other sections, but it's literally a movie theater. It's two floors. So the top floor is couples only. The bottom floor is single guys and everybody is allowed there. Are the seats like a regular movie theater or are they like couches? Yes. Nope. Like old school, not like the fancy ones that you have nowadays, like old, original, just, you know, padded seats right so they obviously went in these people obviously go in and buy old dilapidated like you know movie theaters that nobody would ever go to unless they're horny and they want to fucking them because no one you know what i mean like that's it must be like an abandoned movie theater that they take over and they don't call it an adult movie theater they call it an adult bookstore i think it's just um i think it's an adult theater theater. some of them have bookstores this one didn't though yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. What about it was appealing or different for you? Was it about being in like this kind of seedy place with other people? What was I it? Do, I do have a soft spot for seedy places. <laughs> that <laughs> okay. turns me on for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I love, you know, like I love Anonymous. But what really, what really got us into this is it's just such a nightmare sometimes going on like dating sites and looking for guys and talking to them and vetting them and the bullshit and the flakiness. So my husband was just fed up at one point. He goes, you know what? Why don't we just go somewhere public? We don't have to find the guys. The guys will just be there. I'll have my anonymous sex. He has to talk, you know, via text to less people. We thought it would just be easy and it would be this cool adventure to go on. Right. So, and you've been to swingers clubs before, so that wasn't yeah. new. So this was like, okay, what do you do? What does the couple do that's have been a million times to the swingers club? Uh, what's another place that kind of is like that where there's just a lot of people that you could fuck randomly and you don't have to do all that work? Yeah. And so through the forums, we found out that because I was like, okay, where are you having sex in a movie theater? And people are literally you have sex in the seats or someone told us bring like a comforter, put the comforter on the floor and then you have sex on the floor. So we're like, oh, that's good to know. So we brought a comforter, you know, because I'm allergic to latex. We always bring our own condoms. We bring lube, towels, like sanitizer. We always have like a duffel bag of essentials that we bring with us. And we had gone, we got a hotel room up there because it was like a two hour drive from us. So we posted on some of the platforms we're on that we would be there and we were looking, you know, to meet guys and stuff. So there was a lot of chatter that we would be there and, you know, you try to drum up make sure there's going to be people there and it's going to be a good night. So we went up there and we stopped by the theater at, I think it was like three in the afternoon because it's open during the day. And we just went in in sweatpants and like hoodies just to scope it out. Even though we weren't going till seven o'clock that night, we just wanted to get like a visual of the layout kind of do some like recon and, you know, just like know what we were getting into. So we walked around for maybe, you know, five or 10 minutes 
and immediately as soon as we walked in like guys just start following you and there's only a handful because it was in the middle of the day right and because there's probably not a lot of women that go there don't you think no right so but it's funny because like they come out of nowhere like it looks like no one's in the theater and then they hear you and they start like tracking like where you're walking and stuff so it's pretty funny so we once we saw like what was happening we go okay we understand we went to the hotel you know waited a few hours and we went back at seven Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. And when we went back at seven, there was definitely a lot more people. And we walked into the, like the main bottom part where everybody was. And, you know, people knew we would be there at seven because that's what we posted. So the minute we walk in, like all eyes are on us. And like you just feel the energy and the tension. And like, you know, people are just waiting to like swarm you. And we went, there was like, one section where they took out a row of seats so there's like some space on the floor Mm -hmm. and we had decided that's where we were going to put the comforter down and there's also like a little kind of like a spotlight that was shining in that one section so we go in we put a blanket down and it was just it was like a little eerie for a few minutes because you know everybody is just waiting for you to do something yeah you know like like you're aware of what's happening and jason my husband jason was like let's just sit down and wait a few minutes. And I looked at him, I was like, no, I think we need to do something like immediately or because I'm much better spontaneous and in the moment, Mm -hmm. I don't like waiting and getting anxious and stuff. I like to just rip the bandaid off. So I said to him, listen, if you don't mind, can I just pick somebody and like get this started? And he goes, you saw somebody like, and I said, actually there was a really hot guy when we first walked in. I think like, I'll just go grab him. And what's hot to you? Explain that guy. Like, what's hot to you? What what made that guy hot? I don't know. Just explain your uh, type. (laughs) He looked pretty young, like attractive face. You could tell he had a really nice body, even like through his clothes. Mm -hmm. And my husband said, okay. Okay. I just walked up to him and I said, hey, how are you doing? Would you like to play? And he said, sure. So he came over to the blanket that we had and people immediately started like forming a circle around us. And... We kind of, you always want to set expectations when you're in a public setting and kind of like rules and guidelines for people so it doesn't get too out of hand. So I just made an announcement, like between the two of us, we said a few things. I said, you know, I said, we're here, like I'll blow guys, I'll fuck them, you can come on me, but you know, you need to ask permission, no anal, you have to use my condoms, uh, stuff like that. And that's so interesting. Like you, like you're, you have this sort of speech, and and everyone's yeah. sitting there listening. No one is there an actual movie being played at this time? Yes. Oh, that's so funny. Is it porn? I mean, it's porn, just like some porn yeah, yeah. movie in the background. Okay, go on. Yep. So there's just like a quick, you know, these are my yeah. my rules, and then I started making out with the guy. We started. Ha- I blew him. We started having sex, and then the rule is that. Generally, if you want to touch me, you have to ask my husband's permission because mm-hmm. I'm busy, right? You're not going to interrupt me to ask. So you go through the husband. Mm-hmm. So people are very respectful. You know, majority of the time they are happy that there's a girl there that wants to play with them. So they're not going to get out of line. The other guys will get upset, you know, and it's really funny. The other guys will stick up for you if something happens, 
you know, because everybody wants to create this fun environment where everybody's going to have fun. So if there's one asshole, like, I don't even have to say something because another guy will usually step in for me oh, that's or my cool. husband's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really interesting dynamic that you find. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> the pack mentality works for you as against instead of against you. Yeah, and, you know, most of the time we've talked about this, how single guys get, like, shit on all the time and people are mean to them. So we're a super friendly couple and mm-hmm. we're there for single guys. So they want to make sure that I'm comfortable so that I don't leave. So it's it's a very pleasant atmosphere as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Other people might not like it, but it works for me. Mm-hmm. So I start playing with this one guy and then my husband is just deciding, you know, who I'm going to blow. Who's, he's handing out condoms. And then in the meantime, like all of a sudden, I'll just feel like this warm gush on me. And somebody from the crowd that wasn't even touching me just walks up and they come on me and they leave. Oh my God. And I was really amazed. And you love that. People... <laughs> yeah. Cause this was the first experience I've had where people that weren't touching me were coming on me. That was a new sensation for me. Like I couldn't believe how many people were getting hard and coming just by watching me with other people. Cause these are, you know, huge voyeurs that are there. So that was a really oh right like, right they're not even gang- exciting thing for me right because normally I you're doing do... gangbangs and the guys are involved <laughs> yeah so now I'm having a gangbang but there's bystanders that are just coming on me and you know I can't really see what's happening because I'm on all fours and I'm busy but you'll hear other guys behind me saying like oh someone's ready or you know or sometimes they didn't say anything and all of a sudden I just feel this splash on me somewhere and it's really. Like, we know that I love come from the other episodes. And my husband asked me the other day, he's like, what exactly, like, the, like, why do you enjoy the feeling so much? And I said, I don't know, like, everybody's load feels so different. They're really? different, like, yeah, some people's are, like, warmer than others. Some are really thick. Some are loose. Like, it just is an interesting sensation to me. And it's also, you know it's proof that somebody is having a good time and they're super turned on, you know, if somebody doesn't come, then I feel cheated. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're coming and I'm not even touching them was like the biggest compliment in the world to me. Like that was so flattering to me. And, you know, I'm just getting hit with loads. It's like in my hair, it's in my face, you know, it's, it's just everywhere. And I don't know what's going on. And it started really organized. My husband is doing a very good job, you know, controlling the crowd. And then little by little, he got so turned on. Yeah, I was just about to ask. (laughs) He kind of forgot that he was like in charge of the crowd. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I just got swarmed by so many people that I couldn't even see my husband anymore. And I just felt I put my hand on the floor and was feeling through people's legs. And then I felt his specific shoe that I knew he was wearing. And I was like, okay, he's still here somewhere, you know? But he was just so excited about it that he was just letting people do whatever the fuck they wanted. He was like, oh my God, I just, I didn't want to say no to anybody. It was just so hot, you know? And he really loves seeing me please guys. Like that's, that's his fetish. He gets so turned on when a guy tells him your wife is hot or she's so good at sucking cock or like I had the best time with her. So he loves to show guys a good time, but it got so out of control so fast. I didn't know what was going on or who was where. And because of the way the lighting is, you know, you're in a dark theater except for that spotlight. Yeah. I couldn't really see if I turned around, I couldn't really see anybody. It was just like all these shadowy figures and it was, it was just so much fun. And he actually, there was a dead time, you know, because not all guys, it's not always consistent. You know, there might be like, a few minutes where no one's ready to fuck you or no one's ready to come. And at one point we were a few hours in, I looked at him, I said, if no one else is ready, then like, it's your turn. And he actually played with me a little bit and he came on me when someone else came on me, I think. So that was new for us also, because generally the person that is like my chaperone for the night won't play Mm -hmm. until after but we were having so much fun that we broke our own rule and he ended up coming during the event and that was fine. And we played a little longer and then, you know, I think we were there for like three hours and then we ran out of people. Wow. So we just went back. We had dinner, went back to the hotel room. How but many people we were left, there around? 
Um, I think we ended up playing. There's probably like 30 something guys involved with me in yeah. some form. Yeah. Maybe I had sex with like a dozen or 15. Yeah. He was counting in the beginning and then you lose track. Okay. And you were going to say before you left. We, um, he noticed that there was like a sticker on the wall for some amateur porn girl that was there. So he asked the security guard and he said, oh yeah, she filmed here one time. And I looked at my husband. I was like, oh, that would be pretty amazing to like film something here. So we started talking to the security Mm -hmm. guard and he was like, yeah, you just need to get permission. You need to like, you know, follow a few guidelines. And he gave us the information for the owner. We spoke to the owner, you know, over the next week or so. And my husband said, we were like, oh, my birthday's coming. Wouldn't that be fun to like do something for my birthday? So we ended up like arranging this event. We posted it on all of our sites again. What did you call on. the event? Like, what well, like when you say it was event, it's my, it's my. Uh, it was Casey's 41st birthday gangbang in Bukaki, I think. Okay. So and right. we created this, you know, the first time we went, we just said, Hey, we'll be there at seven. That was mm-hmm. it. But right. this time, because it was my birthday, I said to him, I said, I let you run the show last time. This time, like, I want to run the show. I want to fuck guys that I want to fuck. You know, because when you're in a public place, not everybody is exactly, like, super hot or my type. But yeah. because of the environment, like, I let that slide and just whoever he lets touch me touches me. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But for my birthday, I said, listen, I want, like, guys that I want. And he said, you know, totally fine. So we had waivers because you need to make sure, you know, people are over 18 and they give you permission to film. So we had red bracelets. Anybody who signed the waiver had the red bracelet. They were allowed to come on me. But then I personally picked out guys that got a gold bracelet. And those are the guys that I was going to, like, blow them. They were going to fuck me. You know, we could kiss, whatever. Like, anything goes with them. So it was a mix. But did you vet these people via email and they signed up beforehand or you vetted them in the theater that same night, like right before it all went down? So we posted on the sites that were on and it was like paragraphs of information that we were looking for. So, you know, the Bukaki side, it can be anybody, doesn't matter. But the guys that I wanted to play with, we had a bunch of, you know, guidelines and criteria that we were looking for. So some people messaged us and, you know, we spoke to them a little bit. They said they'd be there. Other people just show up. And then some people at the theater don't know what's going on. They just happen to be at the theater. So it was kind of like a, mix. a big mix. How much, I mean, did you get a lot of <clears throat> emails from people? Because, listen, a lot of people that probably yeah. know you and hear from you or on your OnlyFans or have heard you on podcasts or live all over the country. So it's not going to be as many as your fans because they have to actually be there in person. But did you feel like you got hit up by, like, a lot of people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was a lot. Yeah. Um, so this time when we went back, we ended up filming in the front of the theater, like right by the movie screen. There was more space there. And my husband bought like a gym mat so I'd be more comfortable. And we went with a lot more gear this time. What other so, gear do you have? Oh, my God, the gym mat. Like you're thinking of everything. <laughs> yeah, because he wanted me, you know, to be comfortable. Yeah. And they set up the security guards set up like ropes mm-hmm. so that they were checking bracelets to make sure the right people were coming in and out. And we had about, I think, 30 people sign the waiver, which was a lot because a lot of people don't want to sign stuff. You yeah, know? for sure. Which to is filmed. totally fine. Mm-hmm. But you're not filming their faces, right? No, but still legally. Yeah, yeah, have have a waiver, of course. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were there a couple hours again. It was so much fun. This time I wore my glasses. And so many people came on my glasses that I couldn't even see anything anymore. So that was interesting. <laughs> was that, that was like a dirty fantasy of yours? <laughs> I want my he glasses really to be comfortable. My up. <laughs> husband really likes me in glasses. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I've been wearing them a lot more lately. Yeah. And we've been like using them in content a lot. But mm-hmm. that was the first time that I've ever, you know, been covered and come in my glasses and couldn't see anything. And again, like the crowds are super nice. Everybody's so much fun. And People like the theater was pretty full that night with like couples because we had a lot of oh. um, just from couples that are like 
we just want to come watch, you know. So you have to remember that not only guys are responding to this, like other people are voyeurs too. And some women were signing their husbands up. Like it was hilarious. Oh, you're kidding. Some of, yeah, but some of the guys, the wife signed them up and then they never even got involved because they were too shy. Oh, wow. Stage fright. Yeah. So that was funny. But how many couples? There was a lot. They were on the upper balcony watching. And every time somebody would come on me, everybody in the place would like cheer and clap. No way. So funny. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah, so like as an exhibitionist, this is pure heaven for me. Oh you know? my god, you're a fucking <laughs> porn star. <laughs> making <laughs> so much fun. Oh my god. And then the best part is even from both times we went, the next day we go online and there's all these messages from people that had so much fun and guys like thanking me. And I go to my husband, like, I have no idea who any of these people are because when I'm in the zone, like I can't tell whose cock is who. Like, I have no idea who these people are, and they're sending me all these messages yeah. about how much fun. And and they're like, thank you for letting me come on your face last night. Like, the messages are just so funny, <laughs> but they're so, so normal. Fun. That is funny. And you're right, and, I get it. <laughs> yeah, like, those are the things that just really amuse me when these are the conversations you're having mm. with people, you know? Yeah, and they're and being, then, like, polite, and it's, like, a polite, you know? It's, like, there's yes. something very polite about it, but they're saying, like, politely, I love jizzing on your face. <laughs> yeah, Which it's such so a, um, like, a vulgar and, like, nasty event that we're having, but then everybody is so polite and classy, oh, yeah. you know? And I love that, those two sides of it, because yeah. I think that's exactly me in a nutshell on this, like, nasty, filthy girl but then I'm also, like, I try to stay sophisticated, even, like, on my social media before I got banned. <laughs> um, like, I don't post graphic stuff. I post lingerie stuff. But if you want to see graphic stuff, you have to go to my OnlyFans. I don't just, like, put nude stuff all over the Internet just for the hell of it. You know, I try to walk that fine line. So it's just very entertaining to me, and I love, you know, Everybody's thanking my husband and thanking me. And it's just such a unique, you know, experience to have. Are you digging this hot story? Well, if you are, I know where you could get a ton more hot stories. And that is on the Dipsy Stories app. Dipsy is an app full of short, sexy, hot audio stories. No matter what you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy has something for you, whether you're into straight stories or queer stories, threesomes or moresome stories, you're going to find it on Dipsy. There are literally hundreds of stories to choose from and they release new content every week. So there's always something new to explore. They also have wellness sessions and written stories as well as my favorite feature, which is the jump to the action button. So if you want to get right to it because you're super horny or you just don't have that much time, you could just press a button and it's going to take you right to the part where the action starts. So what are you waiting for? Go sign up for Dipsy. And for listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash strictly anon. Dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. Or just go to the description and just click on the link to get 30 days of free hot stories when it's done did you get to hang around and kind of work the room and talk to people or are you the type of performer that wants to you know when you're done get up and just fucking leave and not talk to people because I, I know other performers they don't want to talk to anyone after they're done they just want to bail out the back door uh well, what's your um, style um so like before the event we were in the lobby and i had like some books i was doing the waivers i was talking to people but afterwards i kind of a few people came up to me, but otherwise, I'm um, like, when I'm done, I'm done. That's but I'm also think. not super, super social. Uh huh. I, I like to have sex, but I don't like Talking. to hang out. Like, <laughs> that's not really my nature. Yeah. I'm not super chatty. I had to stand there and kind of like, you know, sell myself and talk to people and yeah. answer questions. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is the part that freaks me out, not the gangbang. You know, I'm so funny like that. 
Right. When it comes to sex, you're all fine. But if you had to have a conversation with a stranger, that might be difficult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I get it. You're the opposite of me. But wait, so what was the demographics of the people that showed up, especially the couples? That's what I'm curious about. It's all over the place. You have younger people, older people, um, different races and nationalities. Like, there's really no consistent across the board. It's literally just everybody. Right. So it wasn't like all older. It was young. It was old. It was couples. It was single guys. It was all of the above. Yeah, you have some cross-dressers. Um, like, oh, literally really? everybody is there. It, so it's even a very, like a fetishy, fetish, the guys with fetishes yeah. are there. It's a very, I found it was a very welcoming and non-judgmental like place, you know, like really anybody is welcome there. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where it's nice because you can just watch, you don't have to draw. Like I always forget because I'm an exhibitionist. I forget that voyeurs do exist and they do just go to hang out and watch and then, you know, a lot of the couples would just play upstairs as they were watching. It really is just, it's a mix for everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, when you brought up like, oh, there's a lot of guys in there. In the beginning, you were brought up the the word voyeurs. And I forgot, yeah, that kind of a place would attract that kind of guy. And being a voyeur is very different than being someone like you. It's a totally different thing, but it's hardcore as well. They could be very much a, a voyeur and not wanting to play, but just jerk off and watch. Yeah, so... That that part was, like I said, was just so interesting to me how turned on people can get just from watching something because I'm the complete opposite. So I appreciate that in other people. And that feeds, you know, into my interest of being an exhibitionist. Like we all need each other or nothing's going to happen for anyone, you know. Yeah. And that's probably why you're I mean, you don't care if your guy fucks other women, but you're not into watching him do that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, watching him have sex isn't really that much of a turn on to you. Do you think is it probably because you're not a voyeur at all? When we walk into a room, so there's like 50 people fucking. I don't even notice it. Right. Like it just doesn't even register to me. People always make fun of me. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, you have an OnlyFans, but you don't watch porn. I'm like, nope, I don't. <laughs> but let me ask you um, this. Like Casey, before you got so hardcore in the lifestyle, there was obviously a girl that had never been to a swingers club that had never had a gangbang. <laughs> that girl. Did that girl before all that watch porn? Nope, never. Okay, so never. So it's just, it's not like, oh, been there, done that, so seeing people fuck is no big deal because you've been around it so much. It's like it never was a turn-on for you ever. Yeah, even when we were at the theater, yeah. like before before we started playing, like, you know, there's porn playing in there. Yeah. And, like, I would glance up at the screen and I'm like, oh, I don't even understand. Like, it doesn't, my brain just doesn't understand watching stuff. Like, it just doesn't affect me in any way yeah listen everyone's wired differently some people are wired very much by what they see some people aren't uh guys tend to be more wired visually i happen to be very much wired to get turned on by what i see uh as well as a little bit by if someone's watching me but i so i have that thing but a lot of people don't and and i think it's typically more men are more visual than women but it's not across the board because I'm very visual and I'm, but the first time you went into swingers clubs, like you weren't turned on by seeing everyone have sex at all. I remember being more cur- like more intrigued that people were not embarrassed and they were not ashamed. Right. It was less about being turned on by what they were doing and more just like, holy shit. Like this is real. People are this open, you know, it, it was like a different feeling in my brain. Yeah, you were it, more curious about it. You were intellectualizing it and you were Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, that's what I do on my show when I'm talking to people. A lot of people will be like, Oh, are you turned on when you're horny? And I'm like, No, I'm not like I'm not yeah. in that space. Like I'm curious about people what people are saying and it's interesting to me, but like the same way what it's more in line with what you're talking about. Yeah, it's more like, Oh, it's so cool those people are doing that, but I'd look for like a second and then move on. Like I never got turned on seeing what it would make me think, oh, shit, I want to do that or I could do that or how can I do that versus, like, me watching them. It just gave me ideas 
and pushed me to try new things, but it was never about watching anybody. But did you always know, since you never watched porn, it's interesting for a girl who never watched porn is, and is so into everything that goes down in porn, you know, um, where did you get all these ideas from? I think just being in the lifestyle, you see things. Yeah. And everything was new and everything was just like exciting, whether or not it was for me or I actually wanted to try that specific thing. Mm-hmm. Like I really learned everything in the lifestyle. I did not know most of these things existed. And it's been pretty crazy too, because this one shocks everybody. I only started masturbating like a year ago, not even a year ago. Thank you. This is what I was, this is what I was waiting for. I'm trying not to interrupt my guests. So <laughs> I was waiting worked for me. I was waiting for, cause I, w- I really, I was about to say, could I just go back to the whole no porn thing? Like what did you do? before you got in the lifestyle when you would jerk off like what would you just use your imagination because I do think that it's better you have better orgasms but everyone just uses porn it's like the easy go-to so wait a second okay can we just go there a little bit <laughs> that is I'm fucking surprises <laughs> that is fucking interesting like what is that all about what are you trying to tell me that in all your life, before even you got in the lifestyle, when you were younger, before you were able to go and fuck whoever you want and let this part, Casey part of you that, you know, is living her best life now, that part of you was in there. Like, what were you doing before that? Where was your sex drive? Where was your horniness? Where was all of that before? So, so before the lifestyle, I really wasn't like a sexual person. It, I only had a few partners. I was very, like, boring, you know, like, nothing exciting was happening. And then once I got to the lifestyle, I was having so much sex that it never really, like, I never needed to masturbate. It didn't occur to me. And the few times that I tried, it just did absolutely nothing. Like, it did not work. And then I was like, this is stupid. I don't know why people do, like, it just didn't work for me. So I, I never paid attention to it because, like I said, I had so much sex with guys that I didn't. I never needed to masturbate. If I was horny, I would just fuck somebody. Yeah, yeah. But before that, though, when you were boring, I want to stay there a little bit. Like, that's interesting because you really are one extreme to another. Right? That's what you're saying. (laughs) Before you were this girl, that is very hardcore extreme. You're not going to find a lot of people on your end of the spectrum. You're all the way on one side. Hardcore, right? That's what I would call you. Um, and you're sitting here sounding and saying, and it sounds like you were a hardcore boring before, you know, you were the other end of the spectrum that in that you barely slept with anyone and you didn't even like get horny by yourself when the wind blows. Like, you know, you just had no, uh, uh, you didn't have that much sex drive before considering, I mean, were you always in relationships and you were just getting laid consistently or could you just go a long time without sex and you never even thought to masturbate or jerk off? Like that's where that's the interesting part about it to me, because even when you ovulate as a woman, I mean, it in nature, when you ovulate, you get super horny because you need to go out and procreate. So even if you're not getting horny the, every other day, like most people when they're younger, you would at least get really horny, you know, for one week out of the month. Would it happen well, to you? I don't remember if we spoke about this or not in one of the other episodes, but when I was younger, I didn't know um, that I was allergic to latex. So when I first started having sex with my first boyfriend, I hated having sex because I was getting infections. It hurt. And I didn't know that that was from the condoms. I thought that's what sex was like. Yeah. So I didn't have this great first experience from like, holy shit, I love sex. It was like, sex is horrible. I'm just going to have sex because you're supposed to have sex with your boyfriend but it was never really pleasurable to me. So when I started dating the guy that um, my boss, we weren't using condoms and he gave me my first orgasm, like everything changed with him and we got into the lifestyle together. So everything really happened at one time for me. And that was when I was like, wow, I actually enjoy having sex. I want to explore this more before that. It was just like a chore and I didn't really like it. I didn't care about it. So, yeah, but listen, I mean, there was uh, times in my life where I was with guys that I wasn't that into, but like I could always get myself off. Like there's so many times that you weren't with a guy having bad sex that hurt. You were home alone, 
you know, for a long time when you're young, living in your parents' house, you know, most people are behind closed doors satisfying themselves because you, you're sex drive. Like you just get really fucking horny. Like you were never horny even when you weren't with that guy and then decided to just take care of business yourself, like go explore your body. No. Like, yeah, that's a little weird. It is, right? And yeah. then, like I said, everything just happened at once. And it was this massive explosion that I just couldn't. Once it all came out, there was no putting it back in, you know. I was so bottled up, I guess, that once uh, my second boyfriend was just able like, to make you get calm, oh, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just, holy shit. Like, I was just obsessed with everything after that. Yeah, it was like you made up for lost time. But it's so interesting how you were able to completely be disconnected from it and now so connected to it that you're almost like it's almost like addicted to it when you say you just need more and more because what you're doing gets old you know it's a little bit like chasing the dragon you you do need more and more when you're doing so much you're going so extreme right like and it is the opposite end of the spectrum where does yeah. Casey wind up? I wonder, you know, will you wind up someday in the middle? <laughs> will because you stay even, here? <laughs> even now. Yeah. Um, like even with Jason, now that we've gone to the theater a few times and people want to have a threesome with us, we're like, shit, like how exciting is a threesome going to be? <laughs> you know, like even if it's an amazing threesome yeah. and it's nothing against that guy. Yeah. Just like how do those things compare and like where are we going to go from here? Because now we set the bar even higher. Yeah. You know, and it gets like fucked up now because you have this great experience, but now you crave bigger and better and bigger and better. Yeah. And it gets to a point where like you don't know how to go like one step further. You know, you have to get creative. And yeah, but I mean, so, eventually well, you will reach a place where you can't go. And then I, I just wonder where what happens after you get to the place where you're like uh, scratching your head. There's like kind of nothing left. I don't know. Or maybe there will be always something. But I do think that kind of a thing where you have an itch and you need to scratch it and you want more and more it can be a little addictive and it is you get a little addicted probably to all mm -hmm. that pleasure that you're having uh and a lot of times that it, it you know you, you can't live in that place because it's just yeah. uh it's sort of chasing the dragon scenario but so like even with the masturbating thing now i started i was able to masturbate once i created my only fans and I was, like, filming myself and stuff because, like, that exhibitionist part now is such a turn-on to me. Yeah. That when I'm filming myself, I can make myself come so easily. But then if I don't have the camera on, it doesn't work again. Like, it's so, <laughs> so fucked up. But at least it's, like, some improvement. <laughs> I'm making some progress. Yeah. But when I'm by myself, I'm just, like, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, it still doesn't. I don't have that thrill going on. Right, but it turns on the minute the camera is on you. Yep. Like, boom, it's there. <laughs> it's interesting. It seems like it's almost like you have two parts of yourself and they're not maybe so integrated. Eventually, the, you you might be able to be more of a mixture of both. Like I said, I mean, maybe you'll wind up somewhere in the middle 10 years from now when you've been there, done that. But I feel like with OnlyFans and now that you film something, there's there is a lot you can do to scratch that itch. If you get into porn because you are doing custom videos, because you are a hardcore exhibitionist and there'll always be somebody there wanting to pay you because the great thing about you, I think, if somebody wants to go out and get an OnlyFans girl is that you're not doing it for the money. You're doing it because you fucking love sex. I mean, you love this. This, you know, the money is just coming to you and you didn't even plan it. You know, you couldn't have planned it more perfectly. But that wasn't that's not the reason why you're doing this. You've been doing this and not getting paid <laughs> for years. Exactly. And so I think that that's what's always you always I mean, as a person who watched porn. OK, 
like one of the normal people that watch porn, not normal, but you know, I always preferred to watch people like amateur people that were really enjoying the sex that you really knew were into it because there's so much porn out there where it's just like, you know, smoke and mirrors and music. And I'm like, this, this shit sucks with perfect looking people that are faking their orgasms. You know, you want to, the little voyeur in me wants to see the real deal. And I do think that a lot of guys are that way and a lot of people are wired that way. So that's what you bring to the table. So there's always going to be people coming, knocking on your door looking for you to jerk off on camera and stuff. So you'll probably, you know, be able to satisfy yourself that way for a very long time, don't you think? Yeah, and it's it's interesting the point that you made because now, you know, that people kind of know a little bit who I am and stuff, I get all these messages on social media and it's it's guys with pages and they're like, oh, I would love to get together and make content with you. And it's funny because I say no to everybody because I don't look at myself as somebody that just makes content. Like, I'm not going to sleep with you just to make a video. Yeah. Like, I record my real life and there's a very big difference to me. And some people think I'm crazy for thinking that way. But that's not appealing to me that you just want to fuck me so we can make a video. Like, that's not what I'm about. If I happen to fuck you, I might record it. But it's like a one-way road for me. It doesn't, that's not enticing to me to just like trade content with people and fuck people just to make content. You know, it has to be somebody that I actually want to play with. And I think so many people out there that have OnlyFans, you know, they're just struggling to like get stuff up on their page and they're willing, you know, to kind of do whatever it takes to make content. That's the vibe that I get from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But that's really not how I am. Like, I don't want my real life to be affected because I have an OnlyFans. And I don't like, I've had some people, you know, they kind of think, um, you know, people are like paying to fuck me and stuff. And I'm like, no, people fuck me for free. People pay to watch my content. Like, there's a very big difference to me. Oh, yeah, and I have very, no, very I have well no said. problem mm-hmm. with people that get paid for sex. Like, good for you. Yeah. I support all sex workers. Yeah. But people have a hard time understanding that like me and my husband just do this because this is our life and we're in the lifestyle. They can't, you know, process that there's like no ulterior motive and stuff. And I think that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, but that's why you're successful though, because you did come out of nowhere. Okay. And yeah, it literally and it just <laughs> sort of happened. I think you made a comment on a post of mine and then boom, you know, I mean, everything kind of changed, right? You came on my show and then got people and then decided to do it. And then it just has snowballed. And, I do think that when you are super authentic in whatever you do, you know, whether it's you're a doctor that loves helping people, whether you're a porn star that loves sex, I think that those kind of people always rise to the top because they are coming from the right place, like you said. And I thought you stated it perfectly when you said, "I this is like, people don't, I'm, I'm not getting paid to have sex. I do that in my regular life. People are paying to watch me do what I regularly do. And that is, I think, what makes you stand out from the rest. And that's why you became super successful so fast because I don't think that that's the majority of people. And that is across the board. Like when I talked about that medical doctor in every profession, there are so many people that are just doing it for the fucking paycheck. And then you have that 10% that is doing it because they fucking love what they do. And Mm -hmm. that to me is what's always important. If you could find that, you know, for you, it's having sex. (laughs) For other people, it's cutting hair. For me, it's talking to people. For you, it's having sex. And that's what you love. And now you're able to monetize it. So I think that that will always help you at least, though, scratch that itch. Because you do have that thing going on where you're like, oh, you and your guy are like, what comes next? Okay, now you've gone to the adult theater. How many times have you gone there? Uh, we've gone there twice, and we're planning on going to a different one um, in a couple of weeks, hopefully. So wait, let's tell. We're not ending it just yet, but, you know, and I'll give it out in the in the description, and I'll also say it in the beginning, because people that are listening that are like, I want to fucking see this show, <laughs> they can get in the know by going to your website, correct? Why don't you give out your website? Yeah, so CaseyDonatello.com, if you go to the news section, I will post 
you know, where I'm going to be. And I also have on my website um, my different social media accounts where I'll also post stuff. So, you know, I definitely throw it out there so that people will know where I'm going to be. And so and what is the next? Like, we like meeting people. It's yeah. Fun, you know? Yeah. Where is the next place you're going and what are you setting up? So it's, I think it's more of a bookstore slash theater and they have, they have different like rooms and glory holes and stuff like that. So it's more than just the theater. Mm-hmm. My husband found it. Um, so we've heard it's a lot of fun there because there are different, like we heard that there's um kind of like, like a bench or an ottoman or something that spins. So like I could just be on it on all fours and people can be like, spinning me around and fucking me <laughs> and like coming on me like an so, amusement park like different exactly, rides to go on amusement park. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and when we go there um i don't we're not filming there we're just going like for us to have fun mm-hmm. so hopefully my husband will play because that's the other thing we try to make sure that only fans is not taking away from like our real life also yeah we film we film a lot of content. I post every day, but we don't film every single thing that we do mm-hmm. because, you know, I want to make sure we're still in the moment sometimes and we're still just like having fun here and there without worrying about a camera and stuff. Cause I think that's really important so we don't get lost in it. Yeah, for sure. So, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. And what was interesting on your husband's uh, episode is he did talk about your interesting living arrangement, which I think is great (laughs) and smart. Um, But he was saying that, you know, you have this separate bedroom where you guys go and have sleepovers and stuff. I did make a joke earlier that, oh, you guys should just have like vanilla missionary sex sometimes. And that would be super hot. I mean, do you connect with your husband in a very different way than you're connecting with all these other people? Like what kind of sex do you have with him? So we have, we have everything. We have very intimate sex. Yeah. We have wild sex. Mm -hmm. We also have, so much trust between us that he is allowed to do things to me that other people can't do. You know, he gets 110% of me. Yeah. Other guys get very specific parts, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. I'm not looking when we meet other guys, I'm looking to get fucked. Like that's it. I'm not looking for like sweet sex. I'm not looking for anything romantic or sensual. Right. And as far as like, we'll play, I'll play pretty rough with guys and they can, you know, like we'll put like the collar on, they could spank me and stuff. But my husband is allowed to go a lot farther than those guys can go. Mm-hmm. So he gets more privileges like across the board. And like I don't cuddle with guys, you know, it's it's just a very, very different. different yeah. And we were talking about this yesterday, actually, because when I was single... I only, I got, you know, all of my attention came from guys in the lifestyle. So, you know, you wanted to cuddle with guys. You wanted affection. You wanted to hold somebody's hand. Like, I pushed limits and crossed boundaries with guys, you know, because the lifestyle is generally, like, no feelings. You know, it's all NSA. But I got very close to a lot of people because you're craving that, like, human connection. Mm -hmm. It gets very very um like depressing sometimes if you just have one night stands and you don't have that little bit of something so i would always have a handful of guys i was very close with and then all the other people were just you know random hookups but now that i'm with jason i don't crave any of that stuff from anybody like i don't want that from anybody i get all of that at home so i'm looking for just very specific things when we play with other guys And, you know, other couples are different. You know, some women are a couple and they want that side of somebody and that's totally fine. But you have to know in your relationship what you want. And my husband isn't the one putting any of those restrictions on me. You know, he tells me I could go play by myself. I can go on dates with God. Like, I don't want to do that, though. So you really have to know yourself and, you know, just really be in touch with what you want. And just because he thinks it would be hot for me to do something with someone, if I don't want to do it, then he's not going to ask me to do that, if that makes sense, you know. But when we first met, I was like, I'm going to be a hot wife that goes out 
and comes home to you covered in cum from other guys. And he was like, I don't think so. I'm not into that. And now we've completely switched where he's into that, but I don't want to do it. So <laughs> that's just, so funny. You never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's yeah. really interesting. And it's such a process. And that's why you have to have really good communication. And, you know, it's funny sometimes to think that we both did such a 180 from when we met. Yeah, totally. And he really broke it's, it down to like a lot of different things and explained a lot of different things that were going on when you first met because you did push him away a little bit a little freaked out and you were very much expecting things to go one way and it did turn out a very different way and what was interesting though when I spoke with him he said the same exact thing like he, he was in the same exact place that you were uh, when he was navigating the lifestyle he said that he always even though he was having a lot of fun and he was with all these couples and he had you know he was swapping and he was like the guy unicorn for everyone he was missing that connection too and you know the, yeah. here you were two people in the lifestyle that were craving something more and you found each other like so perfectly well suited for each other you're lucky yeah, very lucky. And it, it does prove, you know, that it can work. And, you know, you just, you got to wait it out sometimes and wait for the right person. But we also did so much work to get where we are. Like we, like you said, we didn't meet and it was perfect. It was a shit show when we met and we decided <laughs> to make it good. You know, it takes a lot of work and we still work at it and it, it never ends the process, but and it is so re rewarding right. and just incredible and it's really hard to put into words sometimes like like what you feel for each other when you're on these dates with other people like sometimes I forget that there's other people in the room and like I'll literally have another guy inside me and he's looking at me Jason's looking at me saying I love you while another guy is fucking me like it's so crazy to say that but there's just something so magical about it while it's happening. It's and just, you connect. It's incredible. You connect it in that yeah. way. And when you are, though, because sometimes, like, I would wonder, oh, you know, you're wired to, like, the seedy places and sex with strangers. And then you go home and now you have this one-on-one -on -one intimate sex, romantic sex with Jason. And is that just as hot? The orgasm's just as good? Yes. And when we first met, I had a very hard time being intimate with him. Mm -hmm. Like, I just wanted him to rail me all the time. <laughs> and he's like, you know, we're dating. Like, it made me, when he would be sweet and romantic with me, it would freak me out and I yeah. couldn't come. Yeah. And it took like months and months for me to get out of like the swinger mentality and be like, okay, he's a real boyfriend. Like, you have to go back to being, you know, in relationship mode. So I had to retrain my body and my brain to connect with somebody on an emotional level. Yeah. But now it's just, it's incredible when we're together. And sometimes he'll say to me, you know, you have all these guys all the time. Like, how are you still satisfied with me being like one guy? And I'm like, it is so different. You can't even compare. And I would give up fucking every guy ever again, just to like be with my husband. Like it's not even a question in my mind. It's just something that we do together but it never takes away from my time with him or the way I feel about him because when you love someone that much, it's just, it's so different. Nothing compares to it. Nothing, you know, even comes close to it. It's just crazy. Yeah. And like, honestly, if I was like talking to you and you didn't have the whole Jason thing, I would worry a little bit about you because you're kind of like, Oh, what's the next best thing? I'm a little addicted to this like shit. I'm doing so much. But at the end of the day, you none of that exists in your relationship with him. You know, what you have with him is the real deal. You're really in love. You, you figured out how to wire yourself to be turned on by that. Like, you're all good. You know, that is clear. That is true love between you two. And that is never going to be changed. All that other stuff is what it is and it's fucking fun and you got your thing but I think what you have that is most important is that foundation with your guy yeah like if we have five dates in a week or zero dates in a week with other people like we are still the same couple yeah it doesn't right you're doesn't not chasing interfere. the dragon with him I mean <laughs> yeah. it's not like oh something's missing in your relationship it's just missing in maybe the fun that you have and the extracurricular activities that you guys do but at the end of the day 
you don't have that kind of issue with him. You guys connect the right way. And I think it was very interesting when you said like in the beginning, uh, you had that swinger mentality and you had to rewire yourself to be open and vulnerable to that kind of sex and you know allow yourself to enjoy that um but once you figure that out that you're all good to go and you guys have a solid relationship and I think that that's great and people need to listen to your guys episode if they haven't uh I aired it right before this one so go listen to it uh because he does explain I'm not gonna have you explain it he explains your living arrangement I just want to say I applaud you for that that would be the kind of living arrangement I would have if I was married it makes sense it's interesting it's a little bit different but it really works for you guys and I even said on his episode I'm like this is like a little bit of a love story like I like uh I I liked uh his episode for that because it was a little bit more about you guys together as a couple and how you guys met and found each other and it was cool to hear and you are very lucky that you found him uh and I think that that's great and I think your bukkake gangbang story was fucking great okay people need to go to your website i will link to it in the bottom you also wrote books okay of all your uh shenanigans it's three different books i i told you to make a fucking podcast about it so hopefully she'll have that coming out just audiobooks so all you truck drivers could listen to her stories as you're driving <laughs> that should be coming out soon if i know casey she'll have that done in a week <laughs> but, i know i have a lot going on <laughs> yeah 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 but okay two weeks i give you but anyway casey give out your website again and I'll put it in the description and give out anything else you want to tell people about. Sure. So the website is casey.atello.com. That is all of my other links to everything. And then OnlyFans is at hotwifelife869. Okay, cool. So go follow her to hear about her next uh, event. And if you want the real deal kind of real content, go sign up to her fucking OnlyFans. You heard it here. She is doing this because she loves to do it. And to me, that's like what you should pay for. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Casey. Thank you for always giving me such a great episode. Of course, anytime. All right, thanks. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.